Hi, and welcome to The Secret Sauce, brought to you by Palantir.net. This is a short podcast, just a couple minutes, that offers a quick tip on some small thing you can do to help your business run better. I'm Allison Manley, an account manager here, and I'm the one offering today's advice, which is about how to craft an RFP, which stands for Request for Proposal, in order to attract really good responses from firms like Palantir. RFPs are hard to craft, no doubt. You have to be concise, you likely have to insert a ton of legal jargon, but you want to create an appealing proposal that will attract the right firm for the job. Over the years, we have looked at a ton of RFPs and have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. We thought it would be helpful to share experience from the responder's side. So I'm going to outline the main five things you should consider. There are many, many more things to consider, and actually I outlined 15 of them in a blog post from March of 2016 that is up at palantir.net. But here are the key five things I think you need to know. Number one, be specific about your desired outcomes and goals. When outlining your goals, get as specific as possible. Even if you just need a general upgrade because your site is outdated in both the look and the technology, there must be a reason you're frustrated with the old site, right? Is it now too slow for backend users to update? Does it need to be mobile friendly? Do you want to increase traffic for a specific reason or a conversion that you're trying to hit? Why do you want those things? What will they do for you that your current site can't? Try to also avoid generalities such as, we want a website that incorporates social media or we want more traffic. And things like, the site needs to convey our message and mission. Because guess what? Everybody wants those things. And those types of goals don't give us enough information. So when you're outlining your projects, make sure to tie any outcomes back to very specific goals. Number two, give us a budget. From a bidder's perspective, there's probably nothing more frustrating than asking you for a budget and only to be told, we don't know. We're trying to figure out how much this should cost. Even if you don't know and you're trying to figure out how much things should cost, let's face it, there's definitely got to be a limit or a number in your head. I know this because once I hear the basic parameters of your project, I'm going to respond to you with a range. And based on your reaction, I can get a pretty good sense of budget. I've had a lot of potential clients describe their needs, to which I'll respond, well, a similar project we did cost in the low six figures. And then this is usually followed by a client saying, oh, that's fine, or oh, we don't have more than mid five figures to spend. So see, you did have a number in mind, even if it was your maximum cap. So don't ask for all the bells and whistles of a Porsche-sized project if you know that you only have the budget for a very small Kia or some similar car. Giving a budget up front allows the firms that are bidding to tell you what they can offer you for your money. And then you can compare expertise and the value offered for your budget, which gains for you a more complete picture of what you're buying. Number three, be specific about any constraints and exclusions. So are there certain key dates by which you would need your project completed? Are there brand and identity standards that we have to adhere to? What about any third-party integrations that need to be considered? Giving us parameters helps us focus on what we can deliver for you. Exclusions also help define a project as well. What items will the bidders not be responsible for? Will someone else be in charge of photography and content creation? What about hosting and migration? Letting us know what not to bid on will ensure that we don't account for it as an unknown in our estimate. Number four, realize that you are buying the process and not just the end product. 
You know, Palantir didn't always work for healthcare clients. It actually took the trust and vision of our first healthcare client to give us a project to prove that we could. Consider responsive design. Prior to 2011, nobody had ever heard of responsive design, let alone build anything for all devices. It just wasn't done. But the smart firms all made a smooth transition to responsive design. So don't necessarily discount a firm just because they've never done a project exactly like yours. Instead, look for proof that they have related experience, are effective problem solvers, and have the creative or technical range required to complete your project successfully. Conversely, the firm that does nothing but your particular type of project is unlikely to give you a solution much different than the one they produced for your competitor last year. So make sure you are dealing with firms that can effectively translate your message to your audience and not a production house offering cookie cutter solutions. Lastly, number five, do not ever ask for spec work. The definition of spec work is asking for any work done prior to engagement with a client in anticipation of being paid. Never ask for examples of solutions as part of the RFP process. For one thing, Professionals are paid for their ideas. Let's face it, our ideas cost money. But more importantly, any quick solution that a candidate would come up with for you before doing any sort of proper in-depth research about your organization's culture and goals would simply be ill-informed and incomplete. Having strategic thinking guide your message is a much better bet than the let's throw it at the wall and see if it sticks so we can get the job approach. Who wants to hope for a happy accident? So in conclusion, Writing a good RFP is not easy, I'm not gonna lie, it isn't. It's tough to get everything you want distilled down into a few pages, and in some cases it's impossible to distill it down to just a few because your organization might require many, many pages of legal attachments that need to be there. But the bottom line is, make sure you are clear about what you need and why you need it. Give us some solid parameters from which we can work. Tell us what will make the project successful for you. This will help us suggest the best solutions to fit your needs. And also leave the possibility open for a conversation with any of the bidders so we can ask some follow-up questions in case you missed anything. And if you need assistance defining your project and writing your RFP, call us. We'd be happy to help show you a better way. So that's it for this week's Secret Sauce. For more great tips, follow us on Twitter at Palantir or visit our website at palantir.net. Have a great week, everybody.